Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to episode number 60. It's a big six. Oh. Yeah, I know. That's a lot of episodes. It is. I'm Austin. I'm Mike. And we are your hosts with the least amount of episodes per year. <laughs> I know. I was just doing the math and we celebrated our third year anniversary on September 11th. We started in 2019. Ouch. We figured 9-11 was a good day to start because it's a strange day. It yeah. is. It was kind of just coincidental too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. We just decided, hey, let's go for it. Yeah. But that was in 2019. It's now 2023. That means three years, 60 episodes. That's only 20 episodes a year. Yowchee. I think we did okay the first year. I think we basically did two a month. Yeah, we did almost. Off. And then COVID and all that stuff happened, and that kind of yeah, we just everything. started just making excuses. Yeah, and then life got crazy, and we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, that it seemed like just tons of stuff started going on that weren't really good in our life. Yeah, and that kind of derailed us. But we talk about that a lot. We though. do, we do. So, but I'm just saying to say this. Okay. We're not going to give up. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Speaking of letting me down, I dislocated my shoulder. You did. Going up the stairs. (laughs) I pulled a Joe Biden. You did. I don't know if I stepped on a Lego or a race car or a Lightning McQueen or a chase from Paw Patrol. And what's really funny, this happened, what, five days before we were supposed to go hunting? opening day of archery hunting. I don't know how I'm supposed to draw this 70-something pound bow with a busted up shoulder. I did it once, and I was like, I could maybe do it. (laughs) Well, we saw a few deer. We still had fun. We got out there in the wilderness. We, We saw a lot of beauty. Dad and I went out. We did some hiking. We didn't go crazy. I think no. seven something miles was our yeah. longest day. Uh-huh. We put my truck through the paces. Yeah, yeah. But yep. we we went out. You almost shot a deer. A I doe. could have. I could have. It was a little. Small it was a little. Doe. It was a little doe, and I was like a doe, a deer, like a female deer. I know. Like <laughs> Ray, a tropical song. I know. Me, a name I call myself. Oh, no. Far, a long, long way no. to run. So, a needle pulling thread. Austin, you bring a holy meaning to the word a strange thing. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Anyway, Dad was up on a doe. He had a an arrow knocked. I put it in, yeah. Which means it was on the string. He was yep. he could have just drawn back, and you would have smoked it. It was at thirty yards, Something but like that. Yeah. you don't want a little doe on like the first first day. Week. And yeah, people say, and it was so cute. Yeah, yeah you like, said it looked like my sister. I know, I and I was, I was like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, yeah, kill it. But if it would have been a big old scruffy doe, yeah, you know, then maybe it would have been okay. One of those would have provided some meat and. Yeah, one of those Gladius from Walmart <laughs> yeah. does. The Walmart bag lady does. No, no. Big long, no. big long scratchy hooves. I almost said the Cleta doe. I know, I did too, but I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Cleta. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, let's keep going. And right. the drinking word for this podcast obviously is but anyway, because I've said it like three times already. Nice. Yeah. I've been trying to train myself away from that. Because you have these go-to words when you're trying to recalibrate. And so I say that word. But anyway. I've developed this thing lately where I go, when I talk. Yeah, I know. I've never done that before. I cut a lot of those out, by the way. I'm sure you do. (laughs) Stop it. 
Yeah. That was loud, wasn't yeah. it? You're proud of me. You make a lot of mouth noises for somebody who has mysogemioma. Mesophilioma. <laughs> Whatever it is. What is it? Misophonia. 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 Yeah. Okay. I didn't say it. I wanted to. My mouth started going, but... But anyway. I didn't say it. So, we went hunting. We did. We did a pretty good hike around. I got mm-hmm. terrified by this stupid grouse that was in a tree next to me. <laughs> yes, and I had this up. dislocated shoulder. Uh-huh. And the way my bow is... I just clicked my I tongue did, again. You, you did it. The way my bow is set up. I had it over my... Sh- <laughs> you smack yourself in the face, too. <laughs> and I just keep going. What the heck? The way I had my bow set up, I had uh-huh. it over my shoulder. Uh-huh. It kind of balances itself. It's really easy yeah. to carry that way. Yeah. And this bird flew up above me. <laughs> and first, it scared the crap out of it me. It was really loud. And the next thing... You know, what is it with you and birds? You had that dove <laughs> fly out of the cave. <laughs> I'm scared of the pigeon. <laughs> um, now a grouse. Yep. Yeah, the What's grouse next? flies away. And, and they're huntable. They're, they're yeah. great animals to shoot. And so... First, I like dove out of the way. I was like, ah, I'm going to die. And then I was like, oh, it's a grouse. So I was trying to pull the bow over my head. You had it up on the But back I have a shoulder. dislocated shoulder. And it was like, gah, 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 gah. And I couldn't do it. And dad's laughing at me. I'm looking at you like, what kind of spastication is happening in front of me right now? I was having now? a moment. And the look on your face was horror. Terror. And, yeah, and like pain. pain. <laughs> yeah, it was a good mix. It was yeah. rough. Yeah. But right around there, there was this huge rock. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. an awesome looking rock, and there was like this crevice, and I only know about it because my What did you call it? We had a name for it. Big Ass Rock. Big Ass Rock, yeah. <laughs> and that's my cousin. He's, he it found it. It looks like a butt, too. It's got it a does. crease down It does. It's a big old crack. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was snowing when my cousin went there, apparently, and they kind of like hungered down, made a cool little fire in between mm-hmm. the, in in the, the, in the, the crack. ass crack. Yeah, in the crack. And, and warmed up in the butthole. Oh, no. <laughs> but that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just to see this big, to see crazy it, yeah. like geography, because mm-hmm. it's out of nowhere. You're you're mm-hmm. on this road. There's like some rocks, yeah. But then you know you kind of walk off this big hill, go down this way, and then it's like somebody just stabbed a rock mm-hmm. knife through the earth, and boom, there's this big rock. Yeah, and we cool. didn't see any deer there. We just saw that one grouse basically, and some like maybe some like eagles or hawks or something. Yeah, we saw some like random birds. Yeah. It was crazy, too. I always find this weird. You're out there hiking around. Mm-hmm. And we're not, like, way off the road, but you're out. You're... Yeah. You're not, like, stepping on trails. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we step on, like, a a metal pole in the ground that says Forest Service. Yeah. And you're like... Somebody left it out there. Oops. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was out here by myself. Thought, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. But it was good times. We didn't get anything, but we got out there and... And uh, which is good because you were injured with your shoulder yeah. and I'm recovering from my heart stuff. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we did a good hike. Yeah. We got some good miles in and, and uh, I felt good and I think you felt pretty good. We didn't get too exhausted. And yeah, my shoulder yeah. started hurting and it ended up being rainy on mm-hmm. Saturday. So I, I left a little bit earlier than I wanted to, but I got back in time to go to my son's soccer game where he fir- scored his first goal? his first ever soccer goal yeah so that was fun yeah it was good yeah so it's a good sacrifice and i do have to mention everybody shits on the chevy avalanche because it's got plastic it's made of plastic 
That thing's a beast. It did. It did really good. It we went did up amazing. A, a, a side by side trail. <laughs> I kind of was a bad navigator, and I got him <laughs> off on a UTV trail, and we went up a long way before I realized it wasn't going to join the main trail where I thought it was. We had to turn around and go back down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did amazingly well. It did great. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I was so I had a half a tank of gas, and at one point. We were going uphill so steep that it said I had a full tank. Yep. And at one point we were going downhill so steep that it said I had no gas Zero, at all. Zero, <laughs> yeah. That was kind of disconcerting. <laughs> yeah, it was. But the truck made it. And we and made we it back. made it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And we explored a beautiful jungle <laughs> of this great earth we of live in. Of this great strange <laughs> earth we live in. Well, speaking of a great strange earth, what are we going to talk about today? The underworld. Let's get down to business. Business. We're going to talk about the strange underworld. Okay. Which we've kind of touched on in a few ways before. But this time we're going to actually talk about it in more detail and with some specific information. Cool. Yeah. So tell me. Underworld. Under the ground. Deep holes. Darkness. What is the allure? What is the attraction of people wanting to go to and explore or be inside of the earth off the top of my head nothing really (laughs) it's it's to me it doesn't sound good yeah it's kind of scary i mean we went out and we went into the hollow earth at looking for the entrance and we were actually in lava tube caves and we went into the underworld and it's creepy under there it is creepy it's dark it's cold the, the the temperature is pleasant yeah, well, at least at the depth we were at. Yeah, it was pleasant. You know, the deeper you go, the hotter it gets. Oh yeah, daddy. <laughs> and we're back to our previously scheduled program. Oh, this could be the longest episode I know. ever. It's going to be rough. There's a lot of strange things that happen underneath the ground. There's a lot of mysteries. One of those things is the whole idea of, you know, hell. And there are all these openings in caves that have all these stories of all these mythical creatures. Yeah. So they just entrances to the to hell, to hell, the unknown. Maybe they're inhabited by strange creatures. Maybe they're maybe they're man-made. I don't know. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think you mentioned it earlier, but like when we were crawling down into the lava caves, and there was that mm-hmm. those birds that yeah, came out. Flew out. Yeah. Starling. Just unknown. Yeah. The air's cold, mm-hmm. and I've got this weird noise, and it's all mm-hmm. echoing off this big, basically, cathedral yeah. cave. And, and you're not getting a specific sound. You're getting, like, a, a uh, reverberated sound. And, it echoes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of... Yeah, it's, it's magnified, amplified. So, caves themselves are sketchy. Mm-hmm. Two... You put dead people on the ground. You do. And we've been doing that for a long time, and I think a lot of cultures have done that for a long time. Well, for as long as it, we have recorded history and even before, because we do archaeological digs and we find buried bodies, right? And we find all these artifacts that depict dead bodies that are alive in an afterlife world under the ground. Yeah, so your brain, from a young age, even historically mm-hmm. you're you're thinking of what's under there like yeah is that my grandma or whatever yeah you know it's crazy yeah and for whatever reason it's obvious that people 
are fascinated, some more than others, with going underground. So I thought it would be fun just to maybe do a couple stories and do a few examples. Mm -hmm. So in the news recently was the story of a climber from America. His name was Mark Dickey. Now, this just happened last month. So Mr. Dickey, who was a speleologist, Mm -hmm. um, which is a spelunker, right? Yeah. But he was a pro. I mean, this guy had lots of experience. A cave scuba diver, if you will. Yeah, basically, except for not underwater. Yeah, like a a cave above ground (laughs) scuba diver. Yeah. But anyway, he went to Turkey, southern Turkey, and uh, went to a cave system known as the Morka cave system, Mm -hmm. which was the third deepest cave system in Turkey. Okay. So it's really deep. Yeah, big uh, gobblers on that some bitch. Yeah. <laughs> they say uh, basically this cave system is 4,070 or basically three quarters of a mile deep. Whoa. And two and a half miles long. So he starts making his descent. Takes him a day basically to get to the bottom. So he leaves on September 1st, 2023. Gets down there on September 2nd. And while he's down there at a depth of about 3,600 feet... He starts getting sick. He starts vomiting blood. He has internal bleeding, gastrointestinal bleeding. And basically, I mean, he's near death. What? Yeah, he can't move. He can't climb. He has no energy. I mean, he's he's bleeding out. And so they did have some communication equipment. They were able to talk to people on the surface. And a doctor, I think he was from Hungary, started the descent down with IV fluids and blood transfusions. Good job, Dr. Attila. So he gets down there, and uh, basically on September 3rd, the doctor reaches him and starts treating him. But he is so weak. Yeah, he's just messed up. he's messed up. He's not going to be able to climb out. So they they organize a a huge rescue party. Basically, the doctor and maybe some other doctors that come down in the rescue party start rallying around him. Now, uh, Mark... He was a member of the European Association of Cave Rescuers, so he knew what kind of situation he was in. Okay. Yeah, deep underground, um, unable to climb out. Inside information. Right. Yeah. So a normal, healthy person from that depth, they say it takes over 15 hours to basically make the ascent and get out of the cave system. GTFO? Okay. Yeah. Well, it took him 11 days. Yeah. I think it was a team of over 190 people from, I think, eight countries, which included Albania, Bulgaria, Croatia, Hungary, Italy, Poland, Romania, Turkey, and, of course, the U.S. They had to set up temporary medical camps along the way. So, like, every 200 meters or whatever, they would set up medical camps where they could stop, rest, treat him, give him transfusions, um, whatever he needed. Outside the the cave? No, inside the cave. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, so positions along the cave. <clears throat> um, Must have been a decent-sized cave. Yeah, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Over the course of that, they gave him over a gallon of blood transfusions. I mean, this guy was in bad, bad condition. He was not in good shape. Crazy. Anyway, the team works on it. They had to string communication lines down so they could have constant communication with the service because it was spotty. And what year was this? Um, this, it was this year. Yeah, this just oh, they got him out on September, I think, 12th. Wow. But the ascent, which normally took a healthy person 15 hours, took over 57 hours of people wow. hoisting him up and out of this cave system. Um, he exited the cave, strapped to a stretcher on September 12th, 2023, or just, just a few days ago from when we were That's recording this. crazy. 
Uh, did I ever lose hope? Uh, no. But there's a difference between accurately recognizing your current risk against giving up. You don't let things become hopeless, but you can recognize the fact that I'm probably going to I'm die. probably going to I'm die. probably going to I'm probably So I have a friend who's from Hungary actually. Mm-hmm. Um we've mentioned him before Attila. Uh-huh. And he went spelunking in So it's crazy. He used to live in a castle. He was like Attila? a ma- yeah, he was a maintenance man in a castle, like a legit castle. <laughs> anyway, he went spelunking in I don't know, one of those Albania, Bulgaria, one Countries? of those <clears throat> Yeah. And he's going spelunking and he's Pretty new to it. He's with his pretty newlywed wife. And they go into this cave where there's supposedly you go down through these tight spots, but then it opens up to this beautiful cathedral type thing. Mm -hmm. Well, he went down and he got stuck, which is crazy because he's tiny. But you have to like shimmy your way through the gravel of this like kind of creek to get into, yeah, underground Uh type of creek. So going down is no problem. Because your head is forward and the creek is running into your butt at that point, and then it just kind of dams up and yeah. then it pushes you through. But when you're going the other direction, yeah. it was all damming up on his face and his oh, shoulders. Wow. And, he, and there's gravel and stuff that he's mixing he's up. Drowning. Yeah, and he kind of panicked and freaked out and he got out of there and <laughs> caught his breath. And his wife mm-hmm. was pretty worried about him. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, I'm not, I'm done. Because I had talked to him about our little spelunking, quote-unquote, thing we did. Going through spaces, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to do that anymore. It's crazy because he's, he's a part of a rescue mm-hmm. in our area, the rescue mission. Rescue mission Emergency is rescue. like a dog thing, right? Mm-hmm. Emergency rescue. <laughs> like, he'll go out and try to find, like, a toddler right. who disappeared. Mm-hmm. So he's a part of that team, but he, he does not like caves. Well, you know, it's weird. You hear all kinds of really crazy, scary stories of people dying in caves. Yeah. And usually they get stuck, and they get stuck and die slowly and agonizingly yeah, over basically long, from hypothermia. Suffocate, basically. freeze, yeah. or starve or dehydrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a good way no, to go. No, it takes a long time. And there's some awful stories about that. I don't even want to... We, we won't get into those. If you want to find those, you can go online and just just look up crazy dead people dying in cave stories. Because yeah. there's a lot Mr. of them. Mr. Ballin podcast and his YouTube channel, he's mm-hmm. got some. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like that kind of stuff, do that. Um, also, Mr. Ballin, I don't if like you're it. listening, <laughs> can you just like mention us and get us super famous real quick? Uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> back to Mr. Dickey. All right. Mr. Dickey. Yeah. So Mr. Dickey. Um, cave Dick. He made it out. So his story actually it appears to have ended well or is ending well. Hopefully he's getting healed up, found out what was causing the bleeding, and that he'll be back and maybe rescuing people because sometimes people don't get rescued. That's true. So I have another story that's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. And this is about somebody that died in the world's deepest cave oh well and we say the world's deepest it's the deepest that we know of and it's called Veryevkina cave my friend i think you mean <laughs> that it's like Veryevkina Veryevkina cave <laughs> okay yeah i think that's probably pronounced closer to the real thing 
But this is in, um, oh, you said. Like, uh, Abkhazia, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, Georgia. Not to be confused with the state of Georgia in the U.S. Yeah, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Oh. Yeah, so, anyway, this is the world's deepest cave system. It's uh, 7,290 feet deep, or 1.4 miles. Speaking kilometer, my friend. It's like uh, 2,223 meters. So in plain English, it is pretty darn deep, right? Yeah. Basically, you think about it. So you could basically take six Empire State buildings, stack them end to end, and that's how deep this hole is. So anyway... There was this dude, his name was Sergei Kosif. Sergei Kosif. Yeah, and he was from Sochi, Russia. I yeah, guess that, that's how you say it. Sochi. Word. Sochi, Russia. And uh, he struck out alone to go spelunking. And he had a little bit of equipment, but he wasn't well equipped. What's my winner got to do with this? <laughs> Jeez, jeez. He didn't have the right equipment for the job, obviously. Cause that's what she said. He... He uh, started the climb, but then he kind of disappeared. Okay. And um, anyway, he basically got down there, got stuck, and died of oh, hypothermia. Now I feel bad. Now yeah. I feel bad. No, I feel he bad. was down there. I, I'm trying to remember how deep he was. I think his body was recovered at 3,600 feet. Whoa. Yeah. So anyway, on his way down or on his way up, nobody knows because nobody else was there. He got stuck or fell or something and died. Of hypothermia. So nine months after he began his descent in November of 2021, his body was found and there was a, a big retrieval operation and they were able to pull his body out in August of 2022, nine months later. Whoa. Yeah. And it was a huge and very complex retrieval operation to get the body out of the pit. Um, there were signs put up because he was missing the publicity's little cards that they'd handed out in efforts of trying to find out where and what had happened to him. Nice. They didn't know that he died in there. So anyway, I'll put that on the website, those it, pictures. It kind of reminds me of, but not really, but the Dyatlov Pass thing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, this I mean, guy I just mean, vanished. He, he could have just got stuck. The Dyatlov Pass mm. people, they just kind of disappeared. Yeah, that was weird. Crazy story. Yeah, we talked about that in one of our episodes. Yep. Well, let's, let's uh, go to another one. Uh, Let's talk about the world's longest cave system. Guess where that's at? Um, it's in the United States. Um, and it's called the Mammoth Cave System. The and Mammoth Cave it, System. And it's in Kentucky. Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's a it's a huge cave system. It's the world's longest that we know of. Uh, currently, there are over 400 miles of connected caves. And Whoa. it grows basically daily because they're always finding new little crooks and crannies. Yeah. It's a really interesting cave system. I mean, they found all kinds of artifacts in there. Um, I think they've they found like pottery and there are petroglyphs on the walls. They found old torches and actually barefoot prints in the mud that maybe solidified. That could be up to 5,000 years old. So that's 5, pretty cool. 5,000? 5,000. Whoa. Yeah, the Native American Indians used to go in there and, you know, it's kind of like we talked about in our previous episode, uh, the Hollow Earth, that it provided natural protection yeah, natural from the elements. Yeah, for sure. And there was a river that ran through there. An there was water. old cave dwelling Kentucky monkey. Yeah. And so there you go. So anyway, that's kind of the natural, I don't know. Portion. It's, yeah, there's, there's like so many cave systems throughout the world. 
and so many fascinating stories. Um, we just did like a real high level kind of touch on the natural ones. So then you can talk about like the unnatural or man-made ones. So we have things that were made in mining. And mines are very interesting because they're all over the place. And people, humans, have been mining for a really long time. Right. Guess where the largest mine is? The largest. Biggest. I'll give you a little hint. It's got around 1,900 miles of tunnels. You think a good hint. (laughs) Okay. Um, I like... Mine with lots of meat, not a lot of beans, and extra spicy. Philadelphia? No, chili. Chili. Yeah. This is, <laughs> it's called El Ten... How do you say that, Austin? El Teniente. Or is it that? El Teniente it. in the Chilean Andes. Yeah. El Teniente. El Teniente. El Teniente. The Chilean <laughs> Andes. <laughs> yeah. So this mine, it, it has like 1,900 miles of tunnels. Whoa. That's huge. That's crazy. I mean, you think about it. The United States is, what, 2,800 miles wide at the widest? So, I mean, we're talking three quarters of the width of the United States at the widest point. That's how many miles of tunnels are underneath the ground. It's quite in a this, bit. In the Chilean Andes. I like saying that. Chilean Chile. Andes. Andes. Yeah, so I was talking about my favorite kind of chili. A yeah. lot of beans, a lot of meat, and extra See, spicy. I didn't know what you were talking about. I went for Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> That's but not... They don't have beans, uh, so I don't know what I was doing. They could have had a mine in Philadelphia. Philly? Philadelphia. Philadelphia cheesesteak. Yeah. But anyway, so that, that's the largest mine. It's El Teniente in the Chilean Andes. Okay, so the deepest mine. Guess where the deepest mine is in the entire world? Oh, Johannesburg, South Africa. Oh, you're reading ahead. But <laughs> you made me to, look at it earlier <laughs> that I caught it. Well, try to pronounce that word. It's Maponing. If I had to guess, it'd be like Impneng. Yeah, works for me. Yeah, but we looked it up. <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Men in Black? Yeah. And uh, Will Smith, he figures out what's going on. He goes to the, the USPS office. Uh-huh, United States Post Office. Yeah. yeah, and he does, like, there's these robots and Penango. things. And he goes, <laughs> Like that. That's how you pronounce that. Impenango. Yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Impenango. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, a gold mine in Johannesburg, South Africa, like we said. Yep. It's 2.6 miles deep, nice. which is really, really deep. It is deep. In fact, at that depth, they say that the rocks, um, the rock walls have about a temperature of 150 degrees Fahrenheit. And just so you know, eggs Whoa. cook at 130 Fahrenheit. Yeah, right? that's crazy. So it's really, really hot down there. And they, they basically have created these really super fast and heavy-duty elevators to transport the workers. They say there's like 5,000 people that work under the ground at any given time. So you got to get all that gold Whoa. out. you got to get all those people in. And to keep the air from getting so hot that it cooks you... Um, I guess they basically pipe ice. They pump ice down into the mines, and they keep it at a constant about 80 degrees. But anyway, they say that the mine excavates more than 5,400 metric tons of rock per day. That's a lot. And to break even, they have to basically get 0.35 ounces out of every cubic ton of rock Hmm. to turn a profit. So I did the little math, and if you take 5,400 
tons, cubic tons, times 0.35 ounces. That means they're pulling out, to make a profit, they have to pull out 1,225 ounces of gold per day. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? The nice thing is, it's probably slave labor, so they got a lot more profit. I don't profit think so. Think. I think they actually pay their people pretty well. I mean, it's a dangerous job. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There's crazy. a lot of dangerous jobs. Yeah. So good Tesla oh. drivers. <laughs> okay, so let's go to another one. This is another man-made cave system. It's called Subtropolis, and it's the world's largest underground business park. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It was originally the Bethany Hills Limestone Mine. Bethany and, uh, Hills. Yeah. This is crazy. That sounds subterranean. And this is uh, 150 feet below the surface in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, it's like built into the riverbank. And they just like dug in there. There's all this limestone. And they dug all this out. And now they say there's over 5 million square feet of developed space. Whoa. It has inside this this labyrinth of of cave systems, there are 350 truck docks, 1,500 parking spaces, and over two plus miles of rail spurs. So there's underground railroads, streets, all kinds of stuff, loading docks, and over 50 companies um, have their their warehouses and That's business insane. operations in there. Um, yeah, I watched a little video on it. It is nuts. Um, they there are over 1,600 employees that work in there. They say that it stays a constant 68 degrees, so a lot of archival kind of places keep stuff in there like old films like from walt disney and that or huh. there's like storage facilities in there is it open to the public at all um yeah it's, a, it's just a big open thing you have to go in there to reach some of the businesses that are there i've got a link to a video on youtube that that shows this place which is crazy um i'll post that on our website too so there's a lot of good links go to our website astrangething.com hmm. uh look at the episode detail and we'll put a lot of this stuff in there. You can check it out. We'll also put some of it in our show notes. That sounds awesome. So now let's talk a little bit about um, underground creatures. <gasps> yeah. Like hippopotamuses? They can be real creatures. They can be cryptids. They could be mythological. I mean, we can talk can about all of it. Badgers? They can be badgers. Badgers live underground. They do live underground. I think some sloths live underground, too. Underground-dwelling sloths. I um, think you're right. Bears sleep in dens, which are kind of like Sometimes underground, underground yeah. And I think some marsupials have caved dens kind of things. I too. would imagine that beavers mm-hmm. in their dams would be considered underground. Yeah. I know they had some stories about giant underground cave living sloths at one time that were like humonstrous, like the size of elephants that would like claw out holes and caverns in soft banks of rivers and things like that. And, and they taking in there. a little sloth nap. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So there were those guys. I mean, then you have like the... The mythological things you have like gnomes and you have like dwarves and trolls all the tolkien things all the tolkien things yeah a lot of things. it's crazy about J.R. tolkien what is uh, just so lord of the rings in general is an mm-hmm. amazing book series yeah it's awesome and all of the underground stuff mm-hmm. so you got the hobbits mm-hmm. they live underground in the little tiny hobbit holes yeah yeah, but so they're subterranean. The they're subterranean, but they're they like windows. Yeah, they like windows. Yeah, doors here. Yeah. And then you've got the dwarves. Yeah, that live in the mineshaft, Gloria. They live deep. They dug too yeah. deep. And then you've got more. You've got like trolls and orcs. 
cave trolls, orcs, and goblins. Yeah, those are bad guys. They all pretty much live underground. Yeah, for the most part. And then you can go a little bit further. You can end up with the Balrog, which because of what? Theodin's? Theodin? I think it was Deeran. Yeah, for Mithril, he he finds this Balrog. He unearthed this Mm -hmm. creature. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when Gandalf fights this creature underground mm-hmm. for a long time. It's crazy. So you've got like all these levels in Lord of the Rings of just going underground. Mm-hmm. The only time you go above ground is really when you fly on an eagle to get out of the fire. And then you kind of go above ground. What? Oh, you said above ground. Yeah, the only- <laughs> you're not like on the ground. You're above ground, yeah, but you're also you're above, on it, in or the you're air above the ground. Yeah, there's nothing like really climbing. <laughs> I mean, there's Sauron's tower. Yeah, and then there's mm-hmm. uh, the Eye of Solomon. Saruman. Sauron. Solomon. Sauron. The Eye of Solomon. That's my favorite book of the Bible. Solomon. The Eye <laughs> the of Solomon. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'd, there's a lot of stuff coming from Tolkien that's just underground and mm-hmm. it like almost just digs deeper. The Orokai, mm-hmm. at least yeah. in the... Uh, well, they were like an unholy hybrid union between and, elves and goblins, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, elves and orcs, I think. Yeah, they were they were bad offspring. They were strange flesh, which, I mean, we could talk about that a little bit, too, because there's a lot of that in yeah, the underworld the hybrid mythologies. Yeah. But in the movie, they depict mm-hmm. them um, in like a placenta yeah. of Earth. right. And they like cut open, like they're born of the earth, or something. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Well, then you have like other things underworld that are like in movies and mythologies, like Godzilla, who is deep underground and lays eggs down there. Comes from underwater for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, in a lot of the the newer ones, especially of the Godzilla movies, he's like in the hollow earth. Yeah, wasn't there that movie Evolution? Yes. Didn't they did dig like a big hole in the earth? I don't remember. That's where all the monsters came from? I don't remember. Yes, they go in a cave. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like... They're evolving. All these crazy monsters, and they're evolving like a worm, and then it turns into all these other things, and then he's in the mall, and he has to sing the song, and the dragon's like... Yeah. Coming after him. (laughs) Yep. You sing, sing, rub some funk on it. And you're everything I need. Good movie. That was a good movie. I haven't watched that for a long time. Yeah. David you know, Duchovny was in that. It's like they're evolving. They're growing. Yeah, they're growing into more complex organisms. It's evolution. Just the basic part of Lord of the Rings. Back to Lord of the Rings. Even where um, Bilbo finds the ring is underneath the mountain the where mountain. the goblins are. So, and while they're sleeping, the cave itself kind of opens. opens yeah, mm-hmm. and they all get kind of fall down. And then he gets separated from the dwarves. Yes. And he meets the Goblin King. The Goblin King. There's that big scene in the movie. Who would be so bold as to come armed into my kingdom? Spies? Thieves? Assassins? Dwarves, your malevolence. Damned. Jonas Bessus. Yes. So love and great. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And then they go to the Lonely Mountain. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. and that's and where Smog the Terrible. That's where Smog's at. So yeah. you've got dragons, and the dragon mythologies aren't only in Tolkien-esque literature. They're it's, throughout the yeah, entire world. Yep. Dragon galore. And, or Far serpent East, galore. Middle East, Middle Earth. Yeah. Fiery serpents, flying dragons, fiery serpent dragons everywhere. 
It's nuts. Cats and dogs living <laughs> together. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And nice rant. Oh, nice thank, nerd rant. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, there are all these kinds of underworld creatures. Yeah. There are a few underworld creatures that actually exist. Some of them are moderately scary, but nothing as scary as some of the mythological things. I think Medusa. Wasn't she in a cave for a while, too? Medusa Deuce? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, she was. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Beowulf movie. Well, I think Medusa was Angelina Jolie or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of had a strange hotness for wanting to turn to stone. Yeah. <laughs> you give me rock hard, girl. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> but, but, and then there was uh, Echidna, who's like a Greek half snake, half mm-hmm. lady person. Yeah. And she lives in like a cave. And she's like the mother of all the the monsters of Greek lore. So we're just doing things that we know about or hear about or have seen. Yeah, or, can, or can surface level just kind of fly yeah, over yeah. And, yep. and get a good view. But we love talking about this stuff. So yeah, that's dude, why it's do fun. It. I mean, it, it turns our crank. There's a lot of cryptid creatures that live in cave systems or under the ground. Some of them snatch people and do horrid things. Some of them are demonic. Some of them are evil. Some of them are malevolent yeah creatures. so just off the top of my head um let's start with uh just fairies mm-hmm. the fairy lore you know there's stonehenge there's all these places where these fairy mounds and stuff yeah there's rituals but fairies have been known to like take your children yes take them underground mm-hmm. replace them with like a, a pretend child there's a lot of stuff that has to do with just subterranean taking them under taking yeah. them underground and then you talk about our f- most famous TV show that we've had in the last couple of years, uh, Stranger Things, mm-hmm. who copied our name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's all about the upside down, this other dimension. So sometimes maybe subterranean or underworld or hollow earth even doesn't necessarily mean um, an actual a physical, physical cavern, a cave cavern or hole mm-hmm. or whatever tunnel. It could maybe mean another dimension where... Things are separate from everything above. Or a combination of both. Because you have things like the uh, cannibal dwarves, which is a Native American um, kind of lore about a creature that would steal kids that lived in caves. They could kind of disappear. In Native American lore, there's a lot of creatures that live in the earth. And they're always not your typical thing. They're Mm -hmm. always maybe way too short, way too tall, Mm -hmm. way too hairy. Way mm-hmm. to something. And a lot of them have that interdimensional kind of quality that they phase in and out of our reality. Right. And a Bigfoot kind of does that too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Bigfoot's thing. Everybody yeah. wonders, is he ethereal? I like that word. Or is he human? Is he physical? When you get to that point where you start talking about these potentially trans-dimensional creatures, then all of a sudden you kind of move into... Well, underworld realms that maybe are partly physical, but maybe also accessed through portals that are interdimensional. So very much like the the, the upside down from Stranger yeah. Things I was yep. talking about. You're basically talking about all the legend mythologies of the pantheons and the gods of the underworld. And then that, of course, means that's the region of death and Hades and hell. We talked a little bit about that in my rant on the last episode because mm-hmm. I kind of went down that bunny trail. 
Call it a hole. Yeah. Rabbit that hole. rabbit hole. The dwarf hole. For sure. Yeah, so I thought, you know, maybe to close out this episode, we should just run through some of those more well-known gods and goddesses, deities of the dead. It, it kind of ties back to our Strange Gods episode. Yeah. Where and, we talked about how pantheons it too. seems like they're all connected. Like, yep. for every Zeus, there's a, what, Odin. Mm-hmm. For every Thor, there's a Hercules. Or mm-hmm. I don't know the exact comparisons, but there always seems to be Parallel. something Hades and Hell. Mm-hmm. And they always seem to have their equivalents through every uh, pantheon, through every culture. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every, but most. Most. And you could probably lose all your hair trying to connect them all. Some of them obviously are connected. Yeah. And so I want to, because I've talked about the connections of those things to what I call the Grand Conspiracy. And I would really love to do an episode on the Grand Conspiracy, kind of as my hierarchical, all-inclusive umbrella cosmology of what maybe is going on because i really believe that almost everything we talk about on this podcast up to this point has a connection to a grand conspiracy and there are all these different players and they're mystical and mythological and they're unseen for the most part but Gosh, dang it. I can't help but think that they're real because I think a lot of the things that we talk about are evidence of those entities and those things that are that are part of this grand conspiracy. Yeah, I agree. So we might get into that. Mm-hmm. I think it could be really fun and we'll maybe get into some deeper aspects of it, which will automatically tie to some deep dives into some of the strangest things you've ever heard of. Yeah. Okay. So like sauceless spaghetti. Yeah. Or meatless meat. What? Yeah. A synthetic meat that's grown in a lab and you eat it like steak. Soiling greens kind of yeah. thing. But just to close this off, I want to just go through a few gods of the underworld. You think you uh, could do it in a wrap? No. Here, try it. Hey. Where am I? Somebody turn on the lights. It smells like sulfur in here. Underneath the ground, things be twitching. Some say it's hotter than a Mongo kitchen. There's monsters and cryptids and entities. Departed souls and inmate deities. Hey, who's touching me? They call it Hades and Sheol and Tartarus. <laughs> All right. Okay. Gods of the Underworld. You have Kronos. Mm-hmm. You have Mott. Canaanite god of the dead. He was really popular with the Ugaritic cities. He was the son of El. Now... The son of Zeus, son of El, a lot of these stories about these gods and demigods are very similar. They have the same structure in the parent family, which is really interesting. And sometimes the the sons do naughty things to the dads, like castrate them. Anyway, we won't get into that because that's kind of yucky. Um, so then you have Osiris, the Egyptian lord of the underworld. You have Anubis, Everybody the god of the underworld. Everybody knows Osiris and Anubis. Mm-hmm. Yep, the doggy boy. Yeah, he was the man dog. Yeah, and then you got uh, Ereshkigal. Oh, yeah. She was a Mesopotamian goddess of the underworld. Nice. She was kind of hot. Was she? Um, yeah. You have Hell, the Nordic Something goddess about, of the underworld. Like sex appeal and like the underworld and like yeah. Maybe because underworld sounds like underwear. Underwear. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. Yeah. They were like, oh, you know, she got that sexy underworld. <laughs> so there's Hell and Ereshkigal. They're both uh, they're goddesses of the underworld. And Ereshkigal and Hell are probably 
pretty much the same, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 You have uh, Hades, uh, the Greek god of the underworld. You have yeah, Pluto, the Roman god of death. And he's the son of Saturn. Pluto is uh, Mickey Mouse's favorite yeah, dog. Pluto, the Roman god of death. Son of Saturn. You have Kali, Kali, the Hindu goddess of death and afterlife ruler, which could be hell or, you know, Ereshkigal. And then you have uh, Pooch, who's the Mayan god of death. What'd you say? He's like Pluto? Yeah, Pluto. He's just like Pluto. A good pooch. A pooch. <laughs> wow. And uh, anyway, yeah, so there's a few. I mean, you guys can like uh, dig into that if you want to. Um, there's so much lore about the underworld and death and Hades and hell. We talked a little bit yeah, about some of those connections in the things. last episode. I just don't want to jump back into that. And you know, I was just thinking... We should kind of like throw out there some of our plans and strategies for getting more content because we just whined about how we've done three years of programs and only did one episode basically a month. Right. We're on episode 60 for three years. We want to beat that. We want to beat it bad with a stick. We want to do... Yeah, we want to do 52 episodes this season. Yeah, because we are basically drawing a line right here on this episode. This is our last episode of season two. Yeah. Even though it's been three years. We're just going to really uh, plunder the dungeons of the podcast <laughs> space yeah. in general. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm going to throw out a couple previews. Okay. So one of the things that we've been doing is I've been we did that hot mic episode. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's all yeah. about my dad. Mikey, yeah. Mikey, Mikey. Mike. Mike. Mikes are a cool name. But so we Mike have hot mic, open mic. But we were thinking with the hot mic, um, it's hard sometimes to get together. But we still want to do things, even if we can't get together. So I could do a hot mic, independent of you being here in the studio. Because he has no kids. I, yeah. I have more time. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it's I'm more dedicated. True. Anyway, <laughs> but I could record a hot mic episode. I could then send you the episode. You could listen to it and comment, basically roast me. All right. Let's give him a sample. Okay. You, you rant about something real quick, and I'll, I'll roast what you say. Okay. You know, one thing that's really cool about finding out about the destination of our eternal souls. All right, pause it right there. Have you ever heard somebody who uses their hands more? He's waving his hands all around like a goofy balloon. So that's like, okay, so you're roasting me about my hands? Yeah, but it's going to be different because I won't see you. So that's not a very good example. Well, in your mind, I'm sure you'll be fantasizing about the size of my hands. I am not. What the f***? See the F word. You can't say I'm gonna fantasize about the size of your hands. <laughs> no, you're, you're my dad. My hands waving around. You're not my wife. And now our previously scheduled program. That is a really boring voice. What do you want? Why don't you try something like I don't know, a transformer voice or something? And now. Our previously scheduled program. Autobots. Austin. Yeah. It's getting really silly in here. I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah, me too. All right. So join us next time. Yeah. Some cold drinks. Some strange conversations. Theaters. Hey. Where am I? Somebody turn on the lights. It smells like sulfur in here. Underneath the ground, things be twitching. Some say it's hotter than a Mongo kitchen. There's monsters and cryptids and entities. 
She potted souls and then they DTs. Hey, she's touching me. They call it Hades and Sheol and Tartarus. Gehenna, the lake of fire, what a mess. Deep, deep down in the darkest hell, in the outer darkness where the bad gods dwell. The Watchers, the Titans, the Anunnaki. Darkest dungeon for them gods gone wacky. Man, I'm getting hot. There's Anubis, Osiris, and Arishkigal, Apuch, and Mott, who's fighting Baal. Pluto, Inanna, who's later Kali. There's Hades and Hell, they're not so jolly. Ouch! What was that? Pitchfork? Knock it off. Your way! Don't do that again. You got Cronus, or Saturn, his balls be missing. Castrated by his son, no kidding. Hey, don't even think about it. Keep that sickle away from me. And don't try biting. No bite. You see, the netherworld's full of creepy critters. Just rapping about it gives me the jitters. Hey, I'm out. That's it. Turn on the lights.